Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well Best Bits of Tonight's Show wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on talk radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Paul normally doesn't want to talk to me on the air. He's always too busy. So I must be serious, man. Well, James, I thought I'll come on for a change, mate. I've, I've had a busy schedule. I couldn't come on. So I thought I'll call you now and uh, you want to talk to me. <laughs> well, no, you sound remarkably man, like a guy... You sound remarkably like a guy called Paul who's completely round the bend, but it's, it's definitely not you. It's a different Paul Well, I can't the deny I'm not round the bend, but, it, you know, I am Paul Cowley, yeah. <laughs> Why have you been blocked from Facebook, then? Uh, I did. I, I don't know if you, you follow me on Twitter, actually. I do. So I, do I do some, you know, I did all the videos about ISIS at the time. Yeah. And we were, I was going to come try and come on at that time, but I was on tour. Yeah. Can I just point out for for everybody, Paul, so they know exactly who you are. Paul is, I think, Paul is very, very funny comedian, uh, but he could he could upset quite a few people. Um, it's it's safe to say he 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 looks a bit like what we perceive a terrorist to look like. Is that right? Well, some say terrorist, some say hipster. Except, except I reckon most terrorists probably look like businessmen. They do look similar, don't they, hipsters and terrorists sometimes? Yeah, (laughs) it's an easy mistake to make. (laughs) So what did you post on on Facebook that got you into trouble? Well, I did a video last night which was about, um, like, you know, I'm Indian, so I talk about certain sectors of the community that don't tend to abide by certain guidelines set by the government when it comes to anything. And I said, some of these Asian kids, uh, Indian kids and Muslim kids need to stay at home. And a lot of them live with their parents. So they're going out, seeing a couple of men, going to the shisha lounge and going home to their elderly parents. And I made quite a brash video about that, got reported, and I've been banned for hate speech. Sure. Some people don't have a sense of humour, do they? Well, when it comes to, you know, the, the videos tend, uh, seem to be going viral, but it's certain people saying you can't juggle. Look. That's the thing. That's how we deal with these things, isn't it? In life, yeah. is joke about satire, things. yeah, yeah, satire, yeah. But it seems to be. Um, I mean, I, I find what you do probably the thing that will break down most of the barriers between the Asian and non-Asian communities in this country, which is why I, I like you and I find you very funny because uh, there are very few people who can understand. I think. That we're all the same, really. The colour of your skin makes very little difference. And some people just go on and on about their religions, both 
whether they're exactly. Muslims or Christians or whatever, as if it's exactly. the most, you know... It's weird fine. what they'll leave up on Facebook, though. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, they'll leave up terrible things up there. Yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. The stuff you've seen from some of the... I mean, you were talking about the wet markets earlier on. I don't even want to think about it, yeah. Yeah, but they have those videos. Right yeah, no, no, I know. Why do they leave that up there? Why do they put stuff like... Why do they leave stuff up when people are being beheaded or whatever? And some of the stuff in the markets, you were talking about the dogs mm. and stuff. It's incredible that the videos are still live. And, and I'm telling people to go home and I'm being dogged. Mm. I mean, but it's not, so, you know, it's not just Asian kids who've been ignoring it and hanging around either, of course. It's, uh, it's almost uh, everybody who seems to think that the, uh, the rules at the moment don't apply to them. Well, yeah, I went to the park yesterday. I go for a run. I try and just solo on my own. So it's not five or six of us. I think you can go mm -hmm. one or two people max. But I went to the park yesterday, and, and it was just like a, a bank holiday weekend, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. Yeah. We were yeah. thinking, now you're the idiots that are going to get going to get this lockdown in place. And I think the government want to almost want us to tell them to put a lockdown in place rather than they put it putting it in and then being seen as a bad government. Yeah, people are treating it as a yeah. sort of holiday, a bank holiday. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous, and, and the traffic yesterday. It's like rush hour out there. Yeah. Everyone no, I know, there. and that's the problem. A three-month holiday. Well, I agree. Not, I totally agree with holiday, you. Is it? It's not. It's no, not it's like, not. Oh, the school, school comes. School comes back in September, and oh, great, let's all chill out for. I live on my own, and you do with your dogs. But it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> for us. It's a bit more difficult, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, uh, Ash lives on his own, but yeah. then nobody will live with him. That's really why. Well, Ash, we've been on many shows together, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, and there's no football and there's no, you know, live audience with Anton Deck. Not that I've ever watched that, but, I mean, you know, people that do, it's very upsetting. Well, you know, I haven't even gone... I can't, my show has now been released around the world live in it. I released on uh, Amazon mm. Prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but even that got banned in certain countries now. So that's what comedy has become. I, got, I can't go into it too much, but certain countries... <laughs> We have certain laws when it comes to freedom of speech in this country that they don't have in Germany or the Middle East. And we're quite lucky to be in the position we are in this country. And it's almost now we've gone back mm. 100 years. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Alex, how are you, my dear? Oh, that, no, I'm all right. That that, I've, I've got no, a good no, no, recommendation, actually. Go on. You should have that um, that Sting song, the police song, Don't Stand Too Close to Me. Isn't good that yeah. thematic? What a good idea, Alex. Why don't you come and help out on the programme? Yeah, well, I bet Boris is going to say at 8.30 I'm not allowed in London anyway. So I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm here. I'm here. Right. Now, Alex is uh, a former MEP, um, and uh, she's uh, an MEP uh, for the southeast of England. Was. 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 Uh, and she's in Brussels. Was. And, and was. Oh, you're not in Brussels. No. I've managed to do the great escape, but it was, it was not easy. With the cat? With the cat in tow, yeah. Oh, that was thank goodness for worries. that. All right. What was the biggest worry then? Well, basically, I was seeing out after being an MEP when Brexit happened. God, it feels like a thousand years ago now, doesn't it? But when all that happened, I thought, well, I've still got a couple of months left on a lease on my flat here. Because back in the day, we didn't know if Brexit was going to happen or not and when. And so mm. I had a lease on a flat. 
So I thought, oh, I may as well just stick around in Brussels and commute into London. Got a lovely flat there, got friends there. Then, of course, the virus hits. And Brussels went into lockdown over a week ago now. Um, they've actually got police roaming the streets and fining people and all sorts. And I thought, OK, this isn't fun. I, I don't want to be locked down in Brussels in my flat by myself. I want to get back to the UK and get out before my lease runs out. So I packed up my bag and my, my bags, my box, boxes of stuff in a panic. And I needed to get all that stuff back to the UK. And of course, with all the lockdowns, borders closing, the only way to be a, would be to bring a van from the UK to Belgium, fill it up, get home. So my dad was yeah. tasked with this job. And a great man he is. He, he was a, a lorry driver back in his working life and loves a bit mm. of a drive, especially overseas, and is always there at a time of crisis. So we were doing it every 24 hours. We had to review the situation because France went into lockdown, French borders closed, Belgium went into lockdown. And the question was, would we be able to get the van over to Brussels to get me and the stuff in or not. So we had a couple of false starts where we managed to get the van hired, got to the French border in Folkestone, and they turned my dad away. The French said, you're not coming in. This isn't essential travel. You're not allowed in to get on the channel. Then well, he had on, the initiative. Was that when you were, I was gonna say, were you in, in Folkestone then or not? Yeah, well, I was waiting in Brussels for him, and we were like, what day should we leave? First of all, we're going to do it on the Friday, then it was yeah. the Thursday. We're toying with ideas, should we do it Wednesday? When's Macron going to close the borders? Anyway, they closed the borders on the Wednesday or the Tuesday night. Mm. I can't remember which, which was just before my dad was supposed to be coming in. So he got to Folkestone to get on the channel and was turned away. Um, and, you know, my dad's a fluent French speaker, and he's a very argumentative man, can I just say. So I'd imagine he gave them... Well, I know for. where you get it from, then. Well, quite, yeah. Um, mm. and, and he came up with the idea, <laughs> right, I'm going to go to Dover, try my luck on a ferry. So he drove straight from Folkestone to Dover, bought a last-minute ticket, went to the French border police there to use his words, turned on the waterworks. I, I doubt he did, but I like the image of that. Um, and basically said, look, if I can't get this van over to Brussels, my daughter's sitting on the streets surrounded by boxes of her worldly possessions, homeless. Not quite, but, you know. Well, it was true, though, wasn't it? That was true. And, uh, yeah, he managed to get the van over. But what annoys me about this is we then went back on the Eurotunnel because, and actually, when we went back on the Eurotunnel, there were no French border police. They were happily waving everyone out of France to come to the UK. Didn't care. Well, yeah. They no, no one there. So we got back on the channel fine, mm. and we were told on the channel, as you do anyway, stay in your vehicle. I mean, you don't really have reason to get out and wander around on the channel. There's nothing to do there. It's a train. And it's only but, 25 minutes anyway, 35 minutes. Well, exactly. Exactly. Mm. But what annoys me about this stupid scenario is if he had been allowed to get on the channel, he'd have sat in a van for 20 minutes, driven all the way through straight to Brussels, loads up the van, gone back. Mm. Instead, because of this French border police at Folkestone, he was forced onto a ferry into a communal area with hundreds of other people. Mm. I mean, it, mm. it, it defies common sense. Defies They're logic. bitter about Brexit. But, yeah, well, I think, I think the French had a bit of an axe to grind, mm. frankly. But well, yeah. We did it. We got but home. I, think, I, I think a lot of... my boxes into storage and I'm riding out the storm in Gloucestershire. And you got your cat back at the same time. Got the cat yeah. back. And if no. anyone wants to see how to do proper social distancing, my English cat yeah. and my Belgian cat do a brilliant performance involving hissing and all sorts. 
The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Norman Lamb, former Lib Dem MP, and now the chairman of the South London and Maudsley NHS Foundation Trust, joins me. Um, we were going to talk uh, about uh, your book, Norman, um, and we might squeeze it in, but uh, what did you think of what the Prime Minister had to say? Well, it's dramatic stuff, and just a few weeks ago, this would have been unimaginable. But I think it was the right uh, response to the situation we're in. I think it should probably have happened sooner. Uh, I think there have been some significant mistakes made. Uh, What worries me most is the fact that we really knew what was potentially going to happen back in January, uh, and I think at that time, uh, the epidemiologists and the, and the disease control experts would have said just massively ramp up your ability to mm. test on a population basis. That hasn't happened. So we haven't been able to really uh, monitor the spread and development of this disease Uh and of course, because people have continued to go out and, you know, over the weekend, there are all these scenes of crowded uh, uh, marketplaces and large numbers of people mm. gathered together on beaches and in supermarkets and so on. All of this was just spreading the disease further and uh, and inevitably meaning that more people will die. And, you know, the other thing that has has massively concerned me is the shortage of personal protective equipment uh, in the NHS and in uh, care services. Uh, You know, this equipment is vitally important for the safety of staff. Um, You know, there there are people uh, who are risking their lives on behalf of all of us uh, doing this work, and they are not in many cases being uh, adequately protected. And I do feel that more could have been done earlier to uh, ensure that we were better prepared. But we are where we are. And uh, it seems to me that this is the right step to take today, uh, albeit that I think it's too mm-hmm. too late. You could hear that. Uh, well, I don't think it's ever too late, Norman. I think we it will now well, no, help. It, it to should have happened life, earlier so. is what I yeah, mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you could hear in, in Boris's voice, couldn't you, that he really didn't want to say all this. He really didn't. No, he want didn't. To and I, no, no, I, and I think, in a way, that's been part of the problem. That I think his, it goes against his instincts uh, to take steps like this. But, you know, we were hearing this morning. Um, I think it was had been reported in the Sunday Times that Matt Hancock, the uh, health secretary, had argued some time ago for. Um, Uh, lockdown, uh, but had been overruled uh, within government. Uh, And and I think, you know, the the instinct is to to go for sort of voluntarism, you know, encouraging people to to be sensible. But actually, uh, you know, at at a moment, as he says, of national emergency, sometimes you have to go beyond that and you have to just say, uh, we've got to take these steps to protect the public. And you know, there, there was a point two or three weeks back where government advisers were talking about a policy of herd immunity. I mean, I, I heard it myself mm. on television. Um, and and yet, had they pursued that policy, um, 
it, it would have resulted uh, in vast numbers of older people losing their lives because you, you only get herd immunity if you get to, I think, 60% of the population having had the condition. That means that, you know, a proportion of those people will die. So how did they not realise so, that when they decided on this herd immunity idea? Well, I, I simply don't think they were taking advice from the right people. Um, I happen to know a bit, uh, a guy called Professor uh, Tony Costello, um, who's been quite outspoken in recent days. Uh, I mean, he happens to be a mm. family friend uh, through my sister who was at university with him. But he has been making the case that r from the start that this approach of going for herd immunity was massively uh, mistaken. And he was also pointing out that the World Health Organization was sending out a message, test, test, test. And yet at that moment, the government was withdrawing testing outside hospitals and saying we have to prioritize only those people in hospital. And we've had the ludicrous situation of clinicians going off work to self-isolate mm. for up to two weeks when if they got access to a test straight away and found to be negative, they could have come straight back to work. So, you know, lessons have to be learned really quickly. And, you know, we have to make up for lost time as much as we're able to. That's why I welcome the step that he's taken tonight, albeit that it should have happened earlier. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. This may be the start of a completely new life. No shops anywhere. How are you going to cope, Ashley? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I came in today. The only thing open was Greg's. I was thinking I may do it from the hot tub. You could sit in the hot tub and we could do the show from here together. I wouldn't be in it with you, but I put enough chlorine in Well, you're just there. watching me in the hot tub. Paul, is, it's safe to say he looks a bit like what we perceive a terrorist to look like. Is that right? Well, some say terrorist, it, some say hipster. Uh, shall we get on with this straight away? Kavona. Kavona. That's a cough mix, isn't it? Beans, that's all you need. Beans and toilet paper. That's all you need to live. Stephen, you're on the air. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, James. Good, good evening, evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Who cares? It's all the same. Is My toaster blew up today. Flames and everything. Oh, I've had I that, mean, yeah. whoosh! It went. So, I mean, you're banned from going to places of worship, and I'm banned from going to the gym. <laughs> what are we going to do in our lives anymore? <laughs> Cue the uh, little bit we play. Uh, here. We'll be uh, back after this little jinglet. Have a listen. Across the UK, yep. James Whale on Talk Radio. There it is. That was uh, the clips for today. The worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.